Welcome to C-Suite Radio. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome into another episode of The Brett Allen Show. The Pop Culture Podcast, thank you for pressing play and joining in to today's conversation where we interview your favorite actors from film, television, uh, comedy, music, wherever pop culture exists. And today we have a very special guest. I'm excited Alan Maldonado is going to be hanging out with us. And we it's like a tale of multiple projects because he has uh, Heels out right now, which is great, by the way. And then, of course... Uh, he's been a part of other things, The Last OG. We'll talk about that a little bit at the end. But The Wonder Years, uh, which is massive. Uh, and we're going to try and get as much information as we can. <laughs> what we can talk about, his publicist is listening in. So I'll be nice. Alan, uh, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Man, happy to be here, man. How you doing, Brett? I'm doing well. Thank you. I know you've been very busy and traveling and things like that. So I appreciate you taking the time. To hang out. Well, let's start out with the Wonder Years. We just got another trailer a couple days ago, which mm. you were in, by the way, which was hilarious. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, you, you're a part of this major project. It, it's a, it's. I don't know. It's not a reboot or a retelling. It's just the Wonder it's Years. It's a reimagining. It's a reimagining. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's um about a, it's from a young black boy's perspective from the '60s this time. And um, just the the time, the era, the messages, the similarities of what is going on currently uh, in society, um, I think people will really resonate in this show. Just there's so many complimentary um, situations, such as in the 60s, they were going through a pandemic as well. So like like it's, it's so many things. I think all the stars lined up for this show. And uh, I think it's very special. Yes. And it's created and spearheaded by Lee Daniels, which the man, like anything that he touches just turns to television gold. <laughs> I, 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 I'm excited about this. When I first heard about this about a year or so ago, I got very excited and I was waiting to see what was going to happen. And now we've gotten a couple trailers. You were in the last one. And in this particular series, you play Coach Long, which is great. Let's talk about as much as we can about your character and really how he fits into this particular storyline of the show. Um, well, I'm the, uh, I play also not, not just coach long, but I'm, you know, I'm rather cliff coach long yes. and I'm father of Corey, Corey long, um, uh, Dean's best friend on the show. So, um, I'm the, I guess, second father on the shows to give a different perspective, especially a different black perspective during that time than, let's say, Dulé's character. So um, I'm a bit, uh, 
sharp with the tongue <laughs> in regards to speaking my mind where um, I believe Dulé's character is a little bit more conservative than mine. So there's that dynamic that you're going to see. And that's usually when me and him bump heads is we've, we were childhood friends as well. So we're like, we, we, we're like brothers, you know, more than anything on the show. Um, and I think that's what you're going to see on screen. Yeah, it's exciting. I, I just in that little exchange in that trailer that we got, I it seems like it's going to be filled with heart, filled with love, important messages, and just an all-around great show. And please correct me if I'm wrong. I believe even Fred Savage and a couple other people have had a small hand in sort of direct. No, oh, big hand. Big, big hand. hand. Fred okay. Savage directed the pilot. Okay. Um, and you know is has his fingerprints all through this thing. Um, uh, it's it's an honor to have the the heart of the original as the person directing and, and leading the aesthetic and perspective of this version. Um, I think it's a great compliment to uh, Saladin, who is a, the showrunner and also co-creator, who created this concept from Alabama. The show is... Uh, based in Alabama. So uh, my mother's from Alabama. So it's a lot of personal ties that I like about uh, what he created in this show. But it's it's a, um, it's a an all-star dream team of uh, talent over there that, again, I'm just uh, honored and, and privileged to be a part of. Were you able to get this done pre-pandemic, mid or post? How did that all work out as far as like being well, able to- Well, we're still, we're currently, we're still shooting. Like okay, so you're still shooting. shooting season. Yeah, we're shooting season now. Um, we shot the pilot um, during the summer where, uh, you know, still, still was a pandemic, but we were, everybody was sort of back to work where uh, when we started Heels uh, last August, that was in the middle of the pandemic when no one work, was working. And we were like one of the first ones to get out there and kind of take all the arrows, so to speak, um, when it comes to the protocols and how things are ran now. Yeah. I like that. I like that description, taking the arrows, taking the hits hey. for, <laughs> for all the other yeah, productions. We did. Like it was a, you know, it was, it took us nine months. It's interesting for anybody who's never been on a television or films that normally is a lot of camaraderie hanging out craft mm. services just people gathered together but from what i understand it was none of that really just a lot of come and shoot your scenes and you had to be very careful but at least you yeah. got it done which is great yeah yeah no it was just a different way um it was a new introduction of life like this is the world we're never living in now so um and when it comes to the entertainment business that is uh, predicated on a large group of people working together. <laughs> it's kind of makes it a little difficult. So, uh, yes, to say so, the least. So, 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 so yeah, like uh, it was a challenge to say the least. <laughs> Especially when you've got like a hundred people perhaps at one time and maybe crammed in a room or a video village, you're trying to get things done and it is predicated on very close quarters and all of that sort of thing. But I think things are getting better as far as adapting and learning how to make it work. And yeah. thank goodness television is continuing on, you know, and like we can get things done. So I'm excited to see this and I think it's going to be a wonderful and beautiful show. I think everything that you've done. Yes. Like right around the corner, just a few mm -hmm. days away. So let's yeah. talk about heels because this is another fantastic show. Uh, you play Rooster Robbins on there. I came about 
Keel's kind of late to the party a little bit, but I've watched everything. How dare you? I know, I know. Well, (laughs) there's so much content to consume, but it's a great show. Now, to me, this seems like it's it's about wrestling, a love letter to wrestling, and just kind of all their inner outs about that. If if there is somebody out there listening who has not seen it, can you talk about that? Just let us in on what the show's about and, and sort of how you became involved with that particular project. Yeah, I think I, I honestly think the letterhead is wrestling and the letter is actually to anyone pursuing a dream. Um, and I think that's what the show is really um, the heart of it all is like you have all of these characters that are in pursuit of a dream and this dream just so happens to be wrestling and um it's 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 such a um roller coaster ride of emotions being that you're watching these people in pursuit of their passion so in independent wrestling leagues this is not you can't live off of that you can't live off. And then these people are trying to elevate to another level. While my character rooster, he has a 17 job. Um, like he's, he's, he's working at the karaoke bar. He's, he's doing kids parties. Like we're showing real life and similar to my pursuit as an actor and, you know, grinding, sleeping on floors and those different things. I think um, people will relate and uh to a lot of at least one character on the show like wow that's similar to my story yeah i love that uh description so speaking of you've been an actor for a very long time and you relax relax (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and and you've done a lot of great projects but i want to talk about your acting journey because everybody has a particular story and you just alluded to it briefly about grinding it out and really just pursuing the dream and, and really sacrificing everything that it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. Because what you've done, I mean, we look at projects like The Wonder Years and Heels and The Last OG and, and all of those things. And we go, wow, he's amazing. But what people miss, I think, sometimes is all the years of the work that are behind that to take you to get where you are. So let's talk about that. And your journey, like, what was it about yeah, acting that drew you in? Uh, you know, acting is just, um, it was my senior year in high school where I joined an acting class as an elective. And um, it was like a fish to water. Uh, I, like, instantly began to write. I didn't know how to write. I just wrote. Like, I just, I just it made sense to me. Um, so my pursuit is, uh, is, is who I am. Uh, and it's crazy because, you know, at this moment, like I'm, I, I, I call myself around the way famous where people always recognize me, but they can't really put their finger on it. It's like, wait a minute. I know I know you from somewhere. <laughs> and, and like, what's wild is like, I've literally grown up with people. Like I started this business when I was 17 and I've been on TV and I've been in different spots, different moments, nothing really crazy. I really worked my way up from, you know, one line to, co-star to guest star to reoccurring to series regulars to start like I I I hit every corner um that there was in pursuit to to where I'm going and uh I think like I said I've been on so many different shows people have seen my face and it's like 
I like, and I always mess with people. I say like, uh, like I was a, I was a grocery clerk or something like that. <laughs> like, like I always mess with people, you know. But um, it's uh, it's been an interesting journey, and I love it. What do people recognize you most from when they see you, or do they play the guessing game? It de- it depends on the region. It depends on the person. It depends on the ethnicity. Like it depends. Like it's a it's a lot of variables that come where people are like. People just know me from like the Equalizer. Uh, people may recognize me from uh, the last OG. Some people that know me from um, "You're the Worst." Uh, uh, Blackish, of course, is one of the top ones uh, that people recognize me from. Uh, dope, countless. Like I've I've done over a hundred movies, TVs, and in voiceovers. So um, I'm proud to say that. Uh, being that you know i feel like i i honestly feel like i'm just getting started really what just because of the fact i want to i want to explore that a little bit because i you've done so much i mean if i saw you in public i would recognize you from any of those projects (laughs) like probably you know the last og or the equalizer you know and i've seen all of those but you feel like you're just getting started what what does that mean specifically? Like just as far as like the work that you've done and the projects that you've been a part of or the roles that you've well, gotten? I guess um no, more of um I guess recognition. Okay. Uh would be would be would be the word. Um and recognition being not saying that uh like people recognize the things that I were doing, but they're recognizing on a higher level now. Okay. Like, um, I guess the best example to say is that uh, how I looked at every, how I look at most things in life is through a basketball scope. And the first 15 years of my career, I felt like I was playing college. I felt like it was collegiate. Like I was, you know, doing my, doing numbers, I was scoring, but it wasn't in the, it wasn't in the NBA. Like it wasn't in the league. I was still trying to get the attention of the league, what it felt like where, you know, the last maybe five years, I felt like I finally made the league, you know what I'm saying? And sure. going through my rookie season and going through all of those things. This is this is how I feel where I'm at. And that's why I say it's, I'm, I still feel like I'm at an infant stage in my career where, um, you know, the next five years, I feel I, I will be one of the top actors in the game, you know, God willing. I believe it. It's interesting. The reason I asked that, because I had another actor comedian on Ari Spears and he said the same exact thing, like almost hauntingly word for word. Like it's one thing mm. to be the people's champ on paper, but then to be the champ he uses boxing analogies. But really, like as many things as he's done and what people know him for, he really feels like this is he's finally getting like recognition and on a higher type level. And really, as an actor, then has to just be the most satisfying feeling that you can have to have people recognize you for your work and maybe not in the roundabout famous or roundaway famous kind of way where they go, Oh yeah, I kind of remember you for this. Well, and no, I- it's not, it's never, it's not about the fame. That, that's not, that's not what I speak of. What I speak of is just the, I'm an artist. Like, sure. I'm an artist. And you know, um, you want to be recognized for your art. Like, Absolutely. And that's that's what I mean. Like I've I've given my all and everything, um, and on a on an analytic side of all of things, it's very present. Where it's like, oh, I did a movie, but only five people watched it. Like <laughs> oh, that's what I mean. The recognition of being able to be a part of projects that 
are um, giving me a bigger exposure uh, and an audience to, you know, witness the art that I'm, I'm, I'm doing. That's what I, that's what I'm excited for. And that's what I mean. I'm getting a bigger audience with the things that I'm doing. Absolutely. It's very exciting. And that's why I love talking to actors and creatives because I find the world that you're a part of and what you do so fascinating. You've done a lot of different things. Clearly this was something that got your attention like very early on. And I love it. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like to do the things that you've done, you know, and if, if there was any piece of advice that you've ever been given in your career by somebody else, or perhaps maybe somebody solicited you for what would that be? And, and what, and how has that driven you uh, in the trajectory of, of your career and what you've done? Oh, yeah, that's, that's easy. Um, I, uh, five years ago when things kind of start to shift for me was I um, really approached everything from a business perspective. Uh, I threw away the idea and the concept that I was, I had an acting career. Uh, but rather I had an uh, acting small business and I had to approach things that way. Like, what am I selling? Like, what, what is, what is this brand? What is, what am I, what is my audience? Um, like all of these different things. Um, and I began to put a business plan together, marketing plan, just a, a whole idea of who and what I want to be presented as. And once I started doing that, I started understanding certain things too, just as, the auditioning process like as an artist when you audition you feel when you don't get a role it's like i was i was less than or i wasn't good enough where if you look at it from a business perspective there's so many factors that have everything and nothing to do with uh your acting ability um whether it's a business thing whether it's a money thing whether it's a actual you just don't look the part like like i i i need someone that's heavy like a heavy set person like i it, it could be all of those things that have nothing to do with your ability but oftentimes an artist beats themselves up because it's like i, I they didn't they didn't want my talent like so it helped me deal with that, knowing like, okay, let me build my business up. These these big, it's more of a corporation that I'm dealing with um, when it comes to auditioning, meaning that I want to be a part of this million dollar project. And uh, I want to be a, a, a uh, uh, one of the functioning parts of this thing that could generate more money. So in the eyes of an investor, if, you had $40 million now doing a TV show or a movie. There's no guarantee. Like there's, there's no guarantee in this business. Like you can have every, you can have the biggest star in the world. And then the craziest thing that happened. And it's like, you can't put the movie out. So you have $40 million you're betting. Um, and any investor knows they want, they want assurance. They want a way. What, how much, I know I'm gambling. And if this was blackjack, I want to know how many times did, <laughs> Then, you know, the, the ace come out. Like, I need to know all the information before I make this bet. So when it comes to actors and it's like, man, I didn't get this part and it's this lead. It was like, well, this probably was a factor. Um, your last movie did $10. This other guy that they casted did $40 million. They may not even like that other actor. That other actor may not even have all the goods. And you may be the greatest actor they ever saw. But from an investment perspective, I got $40 million on the line. I got to make a best business decision. So 
that's how I approach everything is how am I presenting myself in the best business sense when it comes to auditioning and and that goes with what am I doing with my would they would they feel good enough to invest in me knowing that hey I got these projects I've shown and proven over and over time and time that um you know the things that I do are successful and that's how you get people to invest in you very beautifully put I I love it be sure to check out the wonder years uh which is coming out like in just a couple days heels yeah, 20 second the 22nd heels which is now streaming on stars which is another great show if you haven't seen the last og check it out it's amazingly it's just one of the best shows on television i think and thank you for pressing play to our listeners for checking out today's episode be sure to head over to apple podcast and subscribe give us a rating and review it really does help share it with a friend it's absolutely free it allows us to talk to more amazing folks uh, like Alan Maldonado. Alan, thanks for hanging out with me today. It's been no a true problem, honor. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brett. Appreciate it. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.